Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. We've walked through the dark days of the tribulation, but now the somber gives way to song. And in Revelation chapter 19, we turn the page from the ominous days of judgment to bright days of born sakes. We walk with John in his vision to the greatest events for this earth, the second coming of Christ to establish his kingdom on earth. This is the bridge between the great tribulation and the millennium kingdom. Hi, everyone. This is Tammy Becker. Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. This is week 24 in our series of the Book of Revelation. And our podcast today is titled Marriage of the Lamb and a Little Armageddon. But my podcast today is going to be based on the reading of Revelation chapter 19. And if you want to follow along with the notes and grab any of the links and uh, maybe perhaps some of those scriptures that I quote all the time, you can do that by visiting the corresponding webpage at www.youministries.com and you might be able to catch that in the description here. So as we get started, I want to remind you of my disclaimer that as always, do not take my word or anyone's word for what you read yourself in the Bible and let God discern his word to you because I'm only human. I make mistakes and I do not claim that I know or understand everything in the Bible. I do my best and I just want to hope that by bringing you know out this study that it interests and sparks something you need to get in God's word and dive deeper on your own. Four, hallelujahs, open this chapter and the opening of hell closes it. So John records, you heard a great voice of a mask choir in heaven saying, hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord for our God, for true and righteous are his judgments. Verses one and two. In the worship scenes of Revelation chapter five through seven, we saw the elders, the church, and the uncounted numbers of angels and created intelligence is all, all worshiping God. So now more tribulation saints have been added to the chorus and they are going to join the song. This is the first time they have been able to utter the great old instrument word of praise reserved for the final victory. Hallelujah. This is the only time the word is used in the New Testament. Hallelujah is a fitting note of praise at this transition in Revelation. So the great tribulation is over. Jesus is coming. The church is to be united with Christ in marriage. Hallelujah. The great day is coming when the earth will be released from the bondage of sin. And in the meantime, it groans. 
One day the groaning will change to hallelujahs. And when at the conclusion of all these judgments, those in heaven who have more perfect knowledge than we have and are able to say God's judgments are true and right. Our perspective today is just incomplete. The church in heaven sings hallelujah because as long as the imposter of the true church, the great harlot is on earth, the marriage of the lamb will not take place in heaven. So God has avenged the blood of his servants, and he tells us to let him do it. And in his time, he does. Then the 24 elders sing hallelujah. This is the last time we see these 24 whom we believe represent the church, because now the church becomes the bride of Christ. And they will lay their crowns down and sing together the true hallelujah for us in the most profound tribute of praise in the entire word of God. And this wedding in heaven will include us as believers. We are part of it and it will be the most thrilling experience we'll ever have. In the church, the body of believers from the Pentecost to the rapture are presented to Christ as a bride for marriage. And as a bride, we will Reveal, reveal the rooms of glory. We'll bring our display. Sinners saved from hell, now in heaven with absolutely no right to be there except we belonged to him and claimed his righteousness as our own. This relationship between Christ and his church is so intimate, it's so different, and it's so delightful. No other creatures will enjoy such sweetness as this. And after this marriage of the Lamb in heaven, the next great event is Jesus Christ's magnificent return to the earth with his bride with him. The marriage supper will take place on earth. And ushers in the millennium. Both Israelites and Gentiles who enter the millennium are the invited guests. And when you read the Word of God, you become conscious of Jesus Christ's plan and program for the earth. He follows very carefully. His return to the earth is the climax of all that has happened in Revelation and is the first of the seven final things John saw and recorded. Jesus' return, Satan's capture, Satan's binding, millennium, Satan's final end, the last judgment, and the new heavens and earth, including the new Jerusalem. So we met Jesus in the gospel narratives first as a baby, as he entered the world the first time. He was meek and lowly, wrote, in Jerusalem on a donkey, which spoke of peace, not war. He was the Savior who died for sinners. When heaven opened for us in Revelation chapter 4, we saw the church already there. Now in Revelation chapter 19, the gates of heaven open and Jesus Christ, the Lord, comes out, seated high on a white horse of warfare. And behind him follow armies of heaven all on white horses and dressed in dazzling 
white linen. And Jesus' eyes are a blaze of fire. And out of his mouth comes a sharp sword to conquer the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. He is now the judge of a sinful world. And on his head is the crown of the soul ruler of earth. On his robe, dripped in blood, and on his thigh is written, King of kings and Lord of lords. No one alive doesn't tremble at the sight of him. If today you've wondered why God doesn't deal with evil in the world, Look to this day yet future. Jesus is called faithful and true because he comes to execute the long time program of God to execute it. He isn't making good on God's promises. He is inherently true, not just one who tells the truth, but who is the yardstick of the truth. He is addressed as the word of God. His eyes are a flame of fire because he has come to judge the earth and put down its unrighteousness. Upon his head are many crowns. He will be the sole ruler of this earth. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. The Lord Jesus is dressed in a robe, soaked with blood, a picture of him treading the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of God. You can see Isaiah chapter 63, verse 1 to 6. The armies, armies of heaven and the legions of angels who do his bidding follow him, all mounted on white horses and dressed in dazzling white linen. What a scene that must be. What a scene that's going to be. Jesus also has a name that, that um, no one knows but himself. And what is that name? We will discover it in eternity. And it will take that long to really know him. This is eternal life. To know the one, the true God. And the more we know him, the more exciting he will He is what makes heaven heaven. And then as Revelation ends, the Lord Jesus repeats what he said. In the beginning, he says, I am the Alpha, I'm the at the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Chapter 22, verse 13. Oh, the name and the person of Jesus, the centerpiece of the scripture and the focal point of time. How awesome and unspeakably wonderful he is. The Lamb of God slain before the world began now is lifted up. In his rightful place, and he has come to judge and make war. And then now on earth, angel stands in the sun and announces the final battle of Armageddon. He cries with a loud voice, saying to all the flying birds, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of the kings, flesh of the captains, flesh of the mighty men flesh of the horses and those who sit on them and the flesh of all the people, free and slave, both small and great, verses 17 to 18. And there on the plain of Armageddon stand Antichrist, the false prophet, the king of the earth, and the armies gather 
through the war against Jesus. We defy God right up to the very last. Can you imagine that scene? Can the armies of the world look up in shock at the awe of Jesus Christ coming from the sky and with him as part of his parade are his angel armies dressed in fine white linen and riding white horses to witness his victory? Obviously, the outcome is is inevitable. I mean, there, there's not even a battle. Like Jesus first cast the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire that burns with brimstone. The rest of the armies are killed by the sword coming out from Jesus' mouth, and the birds hold a feast on their flesh. The sword which comes out of Jesus' mouth is the word of God. Sharper and quicker and more powerful than a two-edged sword. The word spoke the universe into existence and his words completely vanquish his foes. This is also the word of God will save you if you only believe in him. And I hope you do. If so far, studying this book of Revelation hasn't helped you believe in the word of God, I pray, I will pray with you that I hope that it does. Next week, we're going to do just that. When we come back and we talk about and we see God's answer to the Lord's prayer. This is Tammy Becker. Don't forget to check us out on the web, www.youministries.com. Come study the Bible with us and Girl Read Your Bible on Facebook. I will hope to see you back here next week. God bless you. This is Tammy Becker. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's Y-O-U-Ministries.com. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace.